Hi, this is Robert Kuhn on Catholic Pulse, and today we are looking at Catholic heritage. So we're going to have a look at um, Catholic History Walks, the Christian Heritage Centre, top five priest holes in England, five breathtaking pilgrimage sites off the beaten track in the UK, uh, the 10 best medieval abbeys in Britain, and then some other places to discover, um, Holy Island, Lindisfarne, St. Stock, Aylesbury, St. Winifred's Well and, and Hollywell. Uh, Tolkien, train up in La- Tolkien Trail up in Lancashire, the relics of St Edward the Confessor in Westminster Abbey, Riveau Abbey and Whitby Abbey as well. And we'll look at, uh, briefly at a ruined modern seminary up in Glasgow too. So uh, just a couple of cool places to go to uh, in the Tower of London. You can, uh, in, a, in a special tour, um, see where Thomas More was... Um, if you write to the Tower of London, it is possible to get access to the room where Thomas More was imprisoned. Um, and you can there's also a chapel that's dedicated. There's a plaque to him in the Tower of London. Um, in addition, there's some great Newman history up in Birmingham. We lived at the Birmingham Oratory. Um, absolutely incredible stuff. You can also visit Cheston's grave, which is in the town where he lived, just 15 minutes from Heathrow Airport. Pray for the conversion of England while you're at his grave. Um, you just have to Google where his grave is to, to find it. Um, the Burnt Baby Pub is a favourite haunt of C.S. Lewis and Cheston, also in Oxford too. Well, there's a lady called um, Joanna Bogle, and she organises great catholichistorywalks.com in London. Um, she goes all over London giving talks, um, just giving a history of the United Kingdom from a Catholic perspective, kings and queens, saints and sinners, historical walking group, they weave through the ecclesiastical culture, traditions. Um, it's uh, it's really impressive stuff. So just some of the places she goes to, St. George's Cathedral, um, St. Margaret's, St. Giles in the Fields. Um, they're exciting, they're interesting, they're entertaining um certainly very very high quality talks in london so uh, jenna bogle is a um a journalist a writer um, an author and she gives fantastic talks in london do you have a look at our website catholichistorywalks.com so also starting the last few years is the christian heritage center and um, this is just by stonyhurst school up in lancashire um it's a retreat center um uh, they also provide Christian formation. There's a museum actually in Stonyhurst College as well. Um, and they have Theodore House, a great location for retreats or for conferences as well. Um, great place. And we need to build open the um, Christian heritage of our country and to bring it to life. So this is a um, website, Foundations of Faith. Um, it's a spiritual travel agency specializes in creating customized religious trips and tours for individuals. And they did a blog post in 2017 saying five breathtaking British pilgrimage sites off the beaten track, uh, which is great. Just places that you wouldn't necessarily visit that just aren't regularly, but are of real interest. So uh, well worth the visit. The sites include St. Non in West Wales, Harbington Hall in Worcestershire, St Trillo's Chapel and Well on Ross-on-Sea, the Shrine of Blessed Cyprian Tansy, Mount St Barnard Abbey in Leicestershire, that's just off the M1, 
and Shepherd's Law in Northumberland. Um, really great, great places. I don't know whether the article is still accessible. Possibly not, but we'll have a quick, we'll have a quick look. Uh, so I'll like just read through those places again. So that's St. Non in West Wales. It's Harvington Hall in Worcestershire. They've got some great priest holes there. St. Trillo's Chapel and Well on Ross on Sea. The Shrine of Blessed Cyprian Tansy at Mount St. Bernard Abbey in Leicestershire. And Shepherd's Law in Northumberland. Great. Well, let's move on to um, 10 of the best medieval abbeys in Britain. And this is from britainandbritishness.com. So hauntingly beautiful, the ruined abbeys of England, Scotland and Wales stand majestically defiant against the elements, a reminder of a medieval past governed by work, study and prayer. And this is britishandbritishness.com, 10 of the best medieval ruins in Britain. And number one is Whitby Abbey in North Yorkshire, England. Overlooking the North Sea on the East Cliff above Whitby in North Yorkshire, England, sits the ruined Whitby Abbey. Disestablished during the dissolution of the monasteries under Henry VIII, Whitby Abbey is a grade one building of exceptional interest, Benedictine Abbey in the care of English Heritage Trust. So that's a spectacular view of Whitby Abbey at sunset. And uh, I was up there just a, a year or so ago. An incredible place, stunning, stunning abbey with beautiful architecture and right next to a church. This is famous uh, for the Dracula collection and um, series of steps leading down to the town of Whitby. Number two is Riveau Abbey in North Yorkshire in England. Founded in 1132, Riveau Abbey is a former Cistercian Abbey in Riveau near Helmsley in North Yorkshire Moors National Park in England. Once one of the wealthiest abbeys in England, it was dissolved by Henry VIII in 1538. It's now owned and maintained by the English Heritage Trust. Again, absolutely incredible place. You can see the arch is still um, very strongly established there. Um, absolutely beautiful place. Number three, close by Fountains Abbey in North Yorkshire, England, one of the largest and preserved Cistercian monastery ruins in England. Fountain Abbey is three miles southwest of Ripon in North Yorkshire. Founded in 1132, the Abbey operated for over 400 years until Henry VIII, the dissolution of the monasteries. So I've been to Fountains Abbey. It's pretty, pretty incredible. Again, beautiful, stunning monastic ruins um, right in the north of England in Yorkshire. Uh, number four, Tinton Abbey in Monmouthshire in Wales. Founded by Walter de Clare, the Lord of Chepstow. In 1131, Tinton Abbey sits on the Welsh bank of the River Wye between Monmouthshire in Wales and Gloucestershire in England. Falling into ruin after the dissolution of the monasteries in 1548, the Abbey has been a favourite haunt of poets and painters from 18th century onwards. Pictures of Tinton Abbey and Courtyard. Number five is Kirkstall Abbey in West Yorkshire, England. Set in a public path on the north bank of the River Eyre, Kirkstall Abbey is a ruined Cistercian monastery near Leeds in West Yorkshire, England. Founded in 1152, dissolved by Henry VIII. The picturesque ruins have been the subject of works by artist J.M.W. Turner, Thomas Girton and John Sal Cotman. 
So that's Kurt Stolavi. Number six, Bildwas Abbey in Shropshire, England. Bildwas Abbey is located on the banks of the River Severn in Bildwas, Shropshire, England, about two miles west of Ironbridge. Founded in 1135 by Roger de Clinton, Bishop of Coventry, from 1129 to 1148. This Sturgeon Abbey was originally a Sauvignon monastery inhabited by a small community of monks from Furness Abbey. The abbey has a storied history with intrigue to rival the famous name of the rose. Frequently raided by Welsh princes who also kidnapped the abbot, there was a case where a monk murdered his abbot, having evaded arrest, petitioned for a restatement into the Cistercian order. So here pictures of Bild Wasabi. Incredible place. Number seven is Byland Abbey in North Yorkshire, England. Founded as a Sauvignon Abbey in 1135, Byland Abbey was absorbed into the Cistercian order in 1147. Described in the late 14th century, one of the three shining lights of the north. It wasn't always safe for Byland Abbey. The early life was marked by disputes with other abbeys. Whole Abbey community had to fit, move five times before settling on Byland. Now in the care of the English Heritage Trust, Byland has some impressive features, including the lower half of a huge rose window and a stone lectern, which is the only one of its kind in Britain. It's a picture of Byland Abbey. And Bolton Abbey in North Yorkshire, England, nestled in the rolling landscape, this is number eight, of the Yorkshire Dale sits the 12th century ruins of an Augustinian monastery. Bolton Abbey estate includes many miles of public pathways through beautiful countryside. Emstay and Bolton Abbey steam railway terminates in a nearby village. You just get a sense of uh, what was lost during the Reformation with, uh, with all these ruins. Number nine is Melrose Abbey in Rockbershire, Scotland. Founded in 1136 by Cistercian monks on the orders of King David I of Scotland, Melrose Abbey was built in the Gothic style in the form of a St. John's Cross. In 1921, an amazing discovery was made below the chapter house of Melrose Abbey. Held inside a lead container was believed to be the embalmed heart of Robert the Bruce. Confirmed in records of his death, the rest of his body is buried at Dunfermline Abbey. Alexander II and other Scottish kings and nobles are buried in Melrose. Maintained by Historic Scotland, the Party Room Monastery is a museum open to the public. And number 10 is Holyrood Abbey in Edinburgh, Scotland. Rood being an old word for the cross of Jesus Christ, the name Holyrood means Holy Cross. Uh, founded in 1128 at the behest of King David I, Holyrood Abbey was home to the Canons Regular in Edinburgh, Scotland. Lying adjacent to Holyrood Palace in the eastern end of Royal Mall, the Abbey lost prominence following the Scottish Reformation has been ruined since the 18th century, and the Abbey is protected as a scheduled, scheduled monument. So there we have it of uh, just the top 10 monastic ruins in Britain, just incredible what was lost during the Reformation. Um, so we're also going to hear a little bit about some Winifred's well. Um, 
now we might also first of all learn about the top five priest holds of England, and this is in Britain magazine. So an article by Nadine Stackhouse. And she says, during the English Reformation in the 16th century, it was a crime punishable by death to be a Catholic. As a result, many noble families still loyal to the faith installed hiding places into their prosperities to accommodate important visits from their priests. These holds were far from glamorous, however. The men had to endure cramped, claustrophobic conditions below floorboards or behind walls in order to avoid persecution. So in Boscobel House, the house that saved a king, Boscobel House sheltered a young Prince Charles in the attic's priest hole after his defeat in the Battle of Worcester in 1651. Charles successfully escaped the English Civil War by boat to France, but later came back to restore the monarchy as King Charles II. Well, we heard about Harvington Hall, um, still owned by the Catholic Church. Harvington Hall contains several hiding places created by mastermind Nicholas Owen, a Jesuit priest who was a carpenter. Four were built around its main staircase, two lead to the attic, one is in a turret, and there might be more that have not been discovered yet. Um, so Oxburg Hall, that's on the way to Walsingham, a great medieval moated house. Oxburg Hall is famous for its needlework made by Mary, Queen of Scots, whilst in prison in England. The trapdoor to enter the priest hole ingeniously blends in with a tiled floor, the guard robe in a turret. Uh, we also have Baddesley Clinton. Rarely do we find out if priest holes have been used, but in the case of Baddesley Clinton, historians thinks they were put to the test in 1591. According to a confession, the house hosted a secret Jesuit conference that was raided by the local authorities. The men managed to escape arrest by jumping into a passageway that led to a watery cave below the house. And also Cofton Court, a Tudor mansion with an impressive gatehouse. Cofton Court has remained in the hands of the Throckmorton family since the 1400s. The turret cleverly contains a double priest hole. One exterior hiding place was designed to remain empty to fool the search party, whilst another concealed space behind it hid the priest. So there we have it, BritainMagazine.com, uh, the top five priest holes of England. So now we're going to hear about um, some Winifred's well. Um, some Winifred's well is in Wales, uh, it's in Woolston near Oswentry. Um, So it's right in the middle of right in the middle of Wales. It's tucked away in a secluded spot in the woods of the hamlet of Woolston. Oswestry is a thriving market town, railways museum, There's castles and little railways nearby. Um, St Winifred Well contains two separate elements: the well itself and a little building over it. Um, this spring of clear water had no doubt a chamber of sorts around it for centuries, um, around its surviving today date from the late Middle Ages. Um, what stands today at St Winifred's Well is a very rare survival of a late 15th century timber chapel made all the more precious by its association with the well itself with pilgrimage and healing of the sick. So um, it's a pretty, pretty cool place to go and visit and certainly historic as well. 
Uh, the site tells you a little bit about the history of, uh, I'll just read a little bit of, of some of the history. So early inhabitant pilgrims no doubt washed in the spring. You can still have a plunge in the spring if you wish. As constructed a detached bathroom, St. Winifred was a seventh century Welsh princess sworn to a life of chastity, who was brought back to life by her uncle St. Bino. Legend has it she was being decapitated by angry suitors. She ran away to take refuge in the church. In the 12th century, her body was taken to Shrewsbury Abbey, where many pilgrims came to benefit from her healing miracles. St. Winifred was much loved by people in this area. It's good reason to believe the tradition that this well at Wilston was dedicated to her a lesser sister to the older and more famous St. Winifred's Well in Hollywell in Flintshire. Whether or not this is true, the well here has been venerated for centuries. It's still venerated by pilgrims and handmarkers today. So interesting place to check it out. Um, lastly, we have um, a modernist um, seminary. I believe it's been um, been purchased by somebody in recent years um this is near i don't think it's even open to the public um is st peter's seminary cardos no helensburg is a modernist um seminary closed in the 1970s decades of failed plans to revile it um so the seminary was built by modernist architects andrew mcmillan and ic Malstein. And you can see what how crazy this building is. Um, seminary used at Blacktown Light Show by somebody in 2016. Uh, it's surrounded by acres of woodlands, built in 1966 as a training college for priests, designed by Scottish architectural firm Gillespie Kidd and Curra for the Archdiocese of Glasgow. Renowned architects Andy McMillan and Izzy Melstein supply the vision of the distinctive zigzag design and concrete appearance. Internal features such as vaulted ceilings and floating staircases. And you can quite see how ugly this building is. A uh, structure is considered a modernist masterpiece, but its working lifetime was short when the number of priests trainees fell. Seminary was deconsecrated in 1980. Since then, the building has been degraded by fire, rain, and vandalism, still attracts visits from architecture students and aficionados from around the world. And it was recognized in 1992 in the seminary's category A listed by Historic Scotland. So a fascinating place. So the Archdiocese of Glasgow had been trying to find someone to take on the building for decades, but it would probably remain a ruin. Um, we literally give it away for nothing, can't find anyone to take it off our hands. Uh, the Archdiocese recognises responsibility, maintain the estate, keep it secure, keep proper insurance cover. You can imagine this huge albatross around our neck. We're literally stuck. It's an impossible position. We can't sell it. We can't give it away. We can't demolish it. We're in a catch-22 situation. Um, so they've transferred it to an education trust. Um, and to like to see the new custodian of the new heritage asset. I do believe somebody might have bought this in, in recent years. But a fascinating look at a modernist uh, seminary in Glasgow. So that concludes a little... Uh, little bit of Catholic heritage today, just some of the great things that you can visit about Catholic heritage in the K, uh, in the United Kingdom today. Thanks so much indeed for listening today and look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you. Bye.